Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hey guys, we're all back together. Yes, <laughs> dream team. Back. Yes. Once again, yes, uh, I'd like to apologize, you guys. It just uh, got away from us, um, from all of us, actually. I haven't mailed any beer to Jen, so we're drinking <laughs> random beer this time again. And uh, then uh, Kristen was, um, you, how sick were you, Kristen? I was, I was so uncomfortably sick that I was convinced that I had COVID. Um, <laughs> I was so exhausted uh i all i wanted to do was lay down and sleep and my throat hurt my head was congested i didn't have a cough but i had a headache and i just was like and i came home immediately on that monday after san diego comic-con eddie and i started testing because unfortunately we had a friend that we had had dinner with a couple of days before who had tested positive uh, and let us know that they were positive and to keep an eye out for symptoms. And so as soon as I started getting symptoms, I was like, Oh no. So I, I, uh, we had, I was testing negative. I tested negative probably for about two days. And then I started getting symptoms and I was like, crap. But then I kept start, I kept testing negative. So, uh, and the, the symptoms would not go away. Uh, finally on Friday, I, I was scheduled to go to work on Saturday. Uh, and I was like, okay, I need to know for sure before I go back. So I went and I test did a PCR test and it still came back negative. So I guess I just got a, a simple case of con crud, uh, just like, uh, in the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Con crud is real. Which mm -hmm. is really weird because I had my mask on. You wear your mask the whole time. You're being, uh, you know, aware of what's around you and what you're doing. You're washing your hands and stuff. And um, I didn't get COVID, but I got just a head cold. So from where, who knows? Just there was so many people everywhere so oh many yes yes uh yes it was definitely different i felt like there was less people and less noise but it could have been just because i i was just in one side of the convention hall but um it was a really different feeling but it still was kind of really awesome to be there in person and you know just saying hi to people we haven't seen in a while like fanbase press and uh christy uh, Shin and um, just a lot of people um, I know I don't even think I saw Hondro but um, I, I, saw, you know I saw Bernice Raphael I didn't see Bernice Raphael but I saw Hondro probably five times because we were staying in the same hotel but <laughs> ironically I saw him that many times but we were never able to actually like get together for a drink or anything because he actually works uh, the convention so he was very busy yeah. And oh, can we say who he was escorting throughout the convention? Uh, yeah. So he was the personal escort to Frank Miller for the entire weekend. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we, we need our soundboard back, damn it. Um, yeah, no, uh, it was just great to see everybody. I had a really great time. Dr. Teresa Rojas was there. Uh, we got to see Henry and see his uh, his um, All About Henry panel. <laughs> Spotlight on Henry Barajas. Mm -hmm. um, learn some new stuff that he's working on. So it, it was just really just kind of a positive wonderful experience we did some interviews that you guys know that if that we did not record but we did put out a bunch of uh small interviews that Kristen did throughout the convention um i hope you guys enjoyed those i'm still uh gonna update pictures of the convention because there were some really good ones that we caught at the end when we were leaving the convention after it was all over but we had a great time i don't think i've had that much of a great time in any convention. I think this was one of the best ones for me. And, and you were only there for one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, two days and one night. So, <laughs> but what a night it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two days and one night. Yes. <laughs> well, we definitely missed you, Jan. So hopefully next year we will be able to work it out so you can come. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Comic Con landed right when finals were for me for my like first half of summer classes because I took two five week and one eight week class. My eight week class is just coming to an end. I have a final on the tenth that I need to turn in, and then grades on the twelfth. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it was a hectic, hectic, hectic. It's a hectic time. Yeah. But I just came back from a writer's retreat. Yay. So I'm feeling refreshed. <laughs> that is so cool. I'm so excited for you. 50 Thank pages you. you wrote. No, I wrote. 500 oh, well, words. What I was it? 5,000. 5,000 words. <laughs> yeah. 5,000 words. I, knew I wrote 5,000 5, words. Wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's it's crazy to me too, because like I used to be able to write, like I used to be able to write like about 10,000 words over a weekend, over like about a three-day span. Um, uh, when I was a teenager, because uh, yeah. I was just, I guess I just had time and right. energy or whatever. And now it's like, it's a miracle if I can even like shit out like a thousand in a month <laughs> or something. Like it's, it's hard. Writing is hard. I don't know why I do this to myself. Um, um, which is a good thing that I'm going into the major that I am because a lot of the stuff is like, they're just like, here's the things, organize it into something readable. And I'm just like, okay, I don't have to write it. I just have yeah, to organize it. You have it to be much. creative with it. Yeah, I just got to be creative with it. And I'm just <laughs> like, you know what? I can do that. Uh, just, but like creative writing, I'm just like, I love you, but also like, <laughs> there's no juice up here anymore. I have yeah. to create it. I have to let it ferment. That's funny. That is funny. All right, guys. Well, now it's time for Chisme de la Semana. Kristen, what do you have for us today? So um, my Chisme is related to Dark Horse Entertainment uh, and Netflix. So for those of you who are big fans of the Umbrella Academy comic and TV show, you know that Dark Horse uh, and Netflix have had an par ongoing partnership Um and they are officially extending it, which means that they're going to continue Ooh. to get 
first look at developing Dark Horse. Into, uh, Netflix is going to continue to get first look at developing Dark Horse intellectual properties for TV or film. And right now, there's a couple of things in development. There is something called Bang, which is a spy thriller by Matt Kint. Um, and it's going to be starring Idris Alba. Ooh, um, oh, already attached yes. to it. And um, the director is David Leach. Leitch? I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but that is the director of a movie that I just saw last night that I highly recommend and definitely um, am excited that he's going to be attached to this. He was the director of Bullet Train, the brand new... Oh, uh, yes, the one with Brad Pitt. Yes, and, the brand uh, new the, Brad Pitt movie. That guy Bad Bunny as well is in it. Oh, I didn't... I don't... I know the name. I've seen him, but I didn't even recognize that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think... I'm pretty sure, almost like 99% sure that he's in it. I just haven't looked it up, really, but yes. I'm not a fan, so I, <laughs> he could come to my door and I wouldn't know. You're like, who are you? <laughs> Um, but he's also directed Atomic Blonde and Deadpool. Oh, yes. Atomic uh, Blonde was amazing. Uh, they're also developing, not developing, they're also already uh, in development a little bit further along with um, another Matt Kent property, Mind Management. Um, but the thing that I'm excited about is that finally in development is Lady Killer, which is the Joe Jones. Oh! Uh, property of all about Josie, a 50s housewife who is also a trained hired assassin. Um, Blake Lively is already attached to it as the Ooh. star wow. and she's also going to be producing it. So um, that's a lot of big news. I know I have some Lady Killer number ones around here. This was actually announced that it was optioned years ago, but now it's finally moving forward. So who knows those uh, those prices for those uh, and there and Joelle Jones is she, not only is she cover artist, but she's the interior artist too. And the art on those books is just amazing. So uh, if you have any of those single issues, keep an eye out because they might be uh, actually increasing in value pretty soon. Wow, there's a lot of big names attached to these projects: Idris Alba, um, and I forgot Deadpool's wife. Yeah, Blake Lively. Blake Lively, thank you. For some <laughs> reason, Deadpool's I wife. <laughs> Deadpool's wife. <laughs> um, so I'm very, this is exciting news. It's really cool. Uh, a lot of good stuff is coming out of Netflix. Yes. Uh, so um, I, I know you dedicated your whole entire uh, night the other day to a Netflix show. <laughs> yes. So we're just moving on over to On My Radar. Uh, from that uh, kind of uh, feedback there, yes, I, uh, on my radar, guys, if you didn't know, I'm a huge Sandman fan, huge, huge, huge. Um, one whole day at Comic-Con, I spent be uh, being in line just to see uh, Neil Gaiman uh, a second time, uh, but that was the whole day of being in line. It was like three different lines just to meet him. He's just such an awesome writer. Uh, I just love him so much, just adore him anyway uh that is to say i have been waiting for sandman forever um and now ladies and gentlemen it is on netflix the whole 10 episodes <laughs> is on there 10 um, episodes wow yes yeah. and i started, I was i was really surprised i didn't realize they were going to uh release all 10. all of them right yes i mean i was thinking the same thing because some of other like apple tv they release one episode and then next week you know and so does hulu um and netflix did that with stranger things Oh, did they? Well, you know, mm -hmm. I waited till the whole thing was available, so I didn't even know. So, yeah. but, but, uh, 
Um, yeah, it, and you know, when you do that to me, I'm going to watch the whole thing. I'm not going to wait. <laughs> um, so they released it. And then like, I think I waited a day and then I, I finally uh, set aside my Friday. I, it was like about 6 p.m. when I started watching it about maybe 6 or 5 p.m. I started, but anyway, I ended up watching it uh, with little breaks because I would eat or drink or or have some water or whatever, go to pee, and then I would continue watching. So I ended up finishing the whole first season at 4.30 in the morning. So just as you were going, finishing and going to bed, I had woken up at four to get up and run. And I saw your post. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Um, so already it's getting a lot of really good reviews, a lot of great feedback. Um, a lot of diehard um, fans are really loving it. Although there are some people that are not really happy with it. They're like, oh, it's kind of boring. They, you know, they didn't do this part justice and that part. And of course, this is, uh, uh, you know, a comic book so there's a lot of meat in the story and they omitted some things and they changed some things and at first i think i was a little bit um taken aback by the gender changes mm -hmm. john constantine is joanna constantine lucian is lucianne so um at first it kind of bothered me but then just the acting and the production and and the um the script was just so good that it went really well it adapted very well um and we all know joanna constantine did actually exist in the comic books anyway mm -hmm. um so it wasn't like a far reach and i was thinking maybe they were trying to divorce themselves from the actual john constantine movie constantine the movie with jo um, um keanu reeves so i don't know what their thought process was but it was really well done it was really uh there was a lot of great actors um um, one of them, the, the Magus was uh, uh, Charles Dance, which I really, really love as well. So um, it was just really great to see them actually produce this book that I've loved for so long and taken such care with it. Um, there were things that I was a little bit dissatisfied with. Um, like Abel does not have a stutter. And I like the stutter, but you know, I feel like maybe if they kept it on, maybe they would, it would have been like not PC, you know, you're making fun of a, like a disability mm. or, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, I, there's a lot of things that they did change, but there's a lot of things that just really hold well with the story. Uh, they elongated uh, the Corinthians uh, kind of story arc within the series, which mm -hmm. um, at oh, first good. I was maybe like, we can sell some of those comic books. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why they did it. I don't know, but um, it was really well placed. So I really liked it. I, I enjoyed it a great deal. And now I am in love with the uh, actor who plays Dream because he's so good at it. <laughs> and he's so handsome and he's just so broody. And I love that. I have a type. Um, anyway, anyways, guys, if you haven't seen it, you do not need to read the comic book. You could definitely just enjoy The Sandman on Netflix. That's on my radar. My husband, he left me alone. He just <laughs> put on his headphones and did his own thing. But he would look up every now and then. He's like, wow, that Sandman looks really good. And I'm like, yes, you should watch it. Definitely. <laughs> I've been trying to get you the Sandman comics in Spanish, but uh, to no avail. Maybe now they'll release them in other languages, which would yeah. be really great. Yeah. So anyway, that is on my radar. I could talk a lot about it, a lot of the things they omitted, a lot, but I just want you guys to watch it with fresh eyes. I think it's really great. Um, that's on my, my radar. I can't say enough. It's really great. The Sandman on Netflix, all 10 episodes available now. Stream it now. All right, guys, now it's time for 
la hora de la cervecita. <laughs> I've been waiting. Oh my gosh. So as you guys know, as I first said in the beginning of this episode, I have lagged it. I have not been able to send or have just neglected to do so, send them to um, Jen. Uh, but I have a whole mess of them that we could all enjoy. So I'm very excited about that. But for today, we're all drinking different beers. And yes. what are you drinking, Jen? So I am going to be drinking, and I think you guys may have already drank this, uh, but it's from Crowns and Hops. And it's actually one that you gave me, Sarah. Uh, and it's called Beat Messenger, and it's a Pilsner. Um and right here, it's a five. Uh, it's a five point ABV, uh, a pint. And on here, it says, "Respect has to be given to the music, the rhythm, and the sound that was created by Black Americans of African descent, jazz, rock and roll, and hip hop. Both music and craft beer can represent the soul of a community, as they both showcase unique reflections of the people." Knowing your local craft beer is as dope as knowing the local DJ or MC from the neighborhood. We are proud to present you with this crisp, clean, and refreshing Pilsner to celebrate the Beat Messenger. Now, when I read this, I didn't think music. I thought, well, you know, Beat Messenger, something else. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a Pilsner. um, And I'm going to crack it open right now. Excellent. While you're doing that, I will tell you guys I'm I'm drinking a North Coast Brewing Company independent since 1988 uh, Pilsner style beer. We did not come together on this, but I'm also drinking a Pilsner. Hey. How funny! <laughs> it's called Scrimshaw, and it's oh. a blue. It's a blue can. Oh, yeah, it's I've a, had that before. And I think I've seen that before. It's a pretty, it's a pretty widely distributed beer. Okay. Yes, it is water, malted barley, hops, yeast, and that's all. Love your mother, please recycle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are from Fort Bragg, California. Um, they don't have anything else except that it's water, malted barley, hops, yeast, and that's all. Scrimshaw, North Coast Brewing Company. Awesome. Cool. What are you drinking, Kristen? So I am drinking a Brewery X second anniversary West Coast IPA called Slap and Tickle. <laughs> and oh, wow. That sounds good. It's pineapple. It, it says pineapple uh, underneath. So I, I uh, am when I saw this and I don't remember where I got it, if I bought it myself, if Sarah gave it to me. If some rando on the street said, here, have a beer, I have no idea. <laughs> but um, I have been staring at it in the refrigerator, not drinking it, thinking that it was for the podcast. But once I got the go ahead that basically all the beers uh, are uh, good to go for me to drink, I was like, I'm going to try this one finally. And I'm a big fan of Brewery X. It's located here in Anaheim. I always get it. Um, mixed up with Border X. Me too. <laughs> yeah. um, but Brewery X is in Anaheim. They are the um, the creators and distributors also of that hard seltzer that I became a fan of during the pandemic. <laughs> they had um, some hard seltzers that are like very low in carbs and calories and um, very, very tasty. Not like that gross stuff like... Um, not truly, but what's the other one? Truly is okay. 
Um, a claw? The claw? No, not the claw. The claw no. is regular. Uh, uh, white, cl- white claw. White claw. There yes. you go. Yes. Thank you. I'm not a fan of white claw. Um, so anyway, uh, Brewery Rex, Brewery X has a lot of really um, good brews, and we've had a lot that we've yes. tried here mm-hmm. uh, on our on our show. But I haven't found much uh, information other than it is a six point seven ABV, uh, and um, it's a West Coast style uh, IPA. So that is what I'm drinking. Awesome. Well, what did you think about yours, Jen? What What is your review on that one? It's very refreshing, very crisp. I like it, especially like right now since it's kind of hot. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, don't ask me to, about notes or anything because it is a pilsner, so it's very light. <laughs> um, um, so the most I can tell you is wheat flavored, <laughs> pretty much. But it's but it it does have more flavor than like say like a Corona or like oh, yeah. um. um like any of those other like light kind of lager style beers or pilsners and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's refreshing. It's got good flavor. Uh, I like it. Yes. That's definitely the difference between a mass produced pilsner and a craft, uh, brewery Mm. pilsner, um, uh, mass produced like bud Coors, Corona, um, Adelo, all of those are so basic in Mm -hmm. flavor it's literally just one flavor profile above water. But with, <laughs> yeah, no, she's right. But yeah. craft beer, um, there's so many complexities to lagers and pilsners um, where they where they have a hoppiness um, or a flavor profile that is just actually good um, and actually there. <laughs> I mean, let's. Let's yeah. be real. That's where the bar is. Like there just is flavor. <laughs> so, right, right, the bar exactly. is in hell. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, How about you, Sarah? Well, for me, um, I, I'm also, like you said, uh, I'm also drinking a Pilsner. And yes, it's super refreshing. I think it was a great choice for this weather. Mm-hmm. It's so hot right now. I have a fan going and I'm still kind of like have a misty sweat going. But this beer is really refreshing. And it was a really good call at this temperature. There's a like really crisp taste to it. Um, and like you said, like we can't really say much, but, you know, malt. <laughs> but it's really, it's really refreshing, really good. I really, I really like it. I think it's a really great summer beer. What about you, Kristen? So I'm the one thing that doesn't belong. One thing that's not like the others. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking a West Coast IPA. But it is very, very refreshing and light. So that is no. very, um, with the theme that, of the beer that you guys are drinking, it is um, not as hot as it has been here, but we have definitely been suffering with some humid, hot days lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, don't get jealous. We're in Southern California. So for us, humid and, uh, I mean, hot is like, it's been 89 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the humidity makes it feel a lot more oppressive than what it should be. So um, it's very refreshing. I can taste that there's supposed to be flavor there, but I don't really get the fullness of pineapple, which in some flavored IPAs, you get that really like the powerful yes. flavor of grapefruit or tangerine or whatever. And I'm not getting it with this. Um, so I'm not really 
um, two. Uh, I'm disappointed with that because I was excited that it was pineapple. So, um, but it is good. It is refreshing. It's only a 6.7 as far as IPA goes. That's, you know, kind of on the lower scale. Um, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have the AVB on this, but yes. All right. Well, we all pretty much enjoyed our refreshing beer for the Hora de la Cervecita. All right, guys, now it's time for our book review. What are we reviewing today, girls? So today we are reviewing a book that I kickstarted once upon a time. Uh, <laughs> and it is called The Hunt Part One by Lucid. Uh, and so this, I've actually, so I backed it. I backed like I got the PDF and um, uh, and the physical copy. The physical copy actually got sent to the place that I used to live. Mm -hmm. So I have to like go back there and like talk with the people and to be like, hey, like, can I have my book? Also, mm -hmm. please don't give it to your children, even though it's a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. Yeah. You know, it would please. serve them right if they did after the way they treated you in the couch or the bed or the table or whatever <laughs> it was that they they wouldn't let you go back and get. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing. But um, uh, <laughs> I mean... They, they're going to have to learn the hard way. Don't go through people's mail. <laughs> Easy. Um, um, but yeah, so I, yeah, uh, this was, I paid $35 um, um, for it because I got the signed book plate and uh, the paperback copy of this. And this was way back in I don't remember, but it's available. Uh, it's available to purchase now uh, off of uh, Lucid's uh, own website, which is uh, <laughs> yaoi.biz. <laughs> <laughs> or I believe that um, uh, you can also just put, uh, there is a link. To, in the pdf as well to go read it online because it is it's available to, for for um uh, to read online for free either on her website or on webtoons um but this is a paranormal bl uh werewolf uh comic <laughs> is what it is. it's a lot of things it's a lot of things and it's really really good please read it it's a lot of fun uh so really quickly the the website is misslucidcomics.com okay uh and so you could go there and um the uh i'll probably redirect the creator know. has a, a twitter under lucid but there's four l's so l l l l u c i d and then at the hunt comic which is what we read today the hunt so go ahead. <laughs> so yes, um, we all read it on PDF form and it's about 150 pages. And uh, she does the art and the writing of the whole book, correct? Yes. It's really, um, really well done. I, I really love the color she used. The art style is really amazing. Um, it takes place in high school, but it does say at the beginning of the... <laughs> no, no high school? Is they're in college. college. They're in college. No wonder. Yeah, uh, yeah you know what? I was like, <laughs> they're all 18 and over because it said at the beginning it of the said, book yeah. that they're 18 and over. 
you're right. I don't know why I thought because I think because he's mentioned the middle school or something at one point. Anyways, we uh we are seeing the main character Avery, and Avery is just this really cute boy with Harry Potter glasses, and he's always wearing band-aids because he's really, really clumsy. <laughs> so he always ha- he always carries a box of band-aids and he's always wearing band-aids on his face. And he's just super cute and he's all about paranormal activity. And he just wants to like record and you know be one of these ghost hunters and stuff. And that's pretty much like his passion. And he definitely drinks too many Red Bulls. <laughs> no, but Red Stag. But um, so he has a friend named Reese and Reese is this like tall, beautiful Romanian man. He's Romanian beauty God, just beautiful. <laughs> but he's like really brooding and kind of moody and stuff. But he's always like they're always hanging out for some he's reason. He's Jake Ryan. <laughs> yes he's so jake ryan and um who is that he's from fixing <laughs> candles oh jen you're so young <laughs> uh jake ryan from 16 candles uh that's where that reference came in and uh so anyway um reese had left for some like some altercation that happened in middle school and didn't come back and they were back in college and they're kind of friends. Avery is constantly thinking like, he just doesn't like me. He's always moody. I don't really, I mean, I, you know, I asked him to hang out and we do hang out, but he's always kind of in a mood. Right. Um, And so they actually break into an asylum. They're trying Mm -hmm. to get paranormal activity um, recordings. Well, Avery is Reese is just there just to kind of like be like ghosts don't exist (laughs) but (laughs) there was a situation where like the security guard was coming and they had to hide in this like small kind of container that was full of boxes so they had to really squeeze in there and as they were squeezed in there um Avery just comes to realize that Reese is just really freaking beautiful and hunky and he could like feel his chest against him and is like oh my god his breath is on my neck so like (laughs) he's like why am I thinking like this and why didn't I notice this before so he's finally coming to realize that he's attracted to Reese Um, but what we find out is that Reese has always had a little thing for Avery but he never showed it Uh, but basically the story is just so endearing because these two characters could be totally opposite but definitely have a thing for each other yeah it's very um um, because it's it's like a it's a horror theme it's just gay stuff happens yes um um, but it's very (laughs) much uh kind of like a paranormal like ghost hunting gone wrong kind of thing going on it's just there's gay stuff happening along the way Nothing explicit. You have to pay extra no, for within that. The, oh, you <laughs> had to pay extra for that? I mean, if you read it like just online, uh, you don't get it for free. You have uh, to like background for Patreon. If you buy the physical copy of the book, yeah. you get it, which is why it's okay. It I mean, yeah, well so worth your dollar. In the beginning, yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, Sarah uh, mentioned that there was kind of like a disclaimer that said all, um, all I don't know exactly what it said, but like all intimate uh, 
uh, scenes happening with people over the age of 18. Yes. So I was like, okay, so I'm reading the book. I'm like, you know, getting into the story, trying to figure out what's happening uh, with bated breath scrolling to the next uh the next panel and i'm like where the hell are these scenes <laughs> and the whole story finishes i'm like okay well there wasn't that big of a deal like what the hell so then um i keep scrolling and another story kind of starts with the same characters and that is where <laughs> my hunger was satisfied <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I, I love that scene. I usually don't scroll or like even read like the artist notes and stuff. Uh -huh. But in this case, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. <laughs> so there was a full on sensual, sexual, passionate, unbridled, <laughs> like passionate, like fucking scene uh, in the middle of the forest. And I just was like, oh, my God, I had to change my 20s after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was pulsating while I was reading that. Oh, Definitely. my God. Yeah, I was just really just great. <laughs> just great. <laughs> Lucid has a very amazing uh, drawing style. And I think they have I don't know if this is their first story because they do have other stories as well as some shorts up on their website. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that they have, um, it looks like they published other dojins as well. So they are, they know, they know how to write. They know how mm -hmm. to like pace their stuff, um, um, really, really well. And I don't know, if, well, part two, cause this was just part one. Right. Uh, part two is available to, uh, to read for free on their website. Um, which is, again is at misslucidcomics.com. And so whenever they're finished with that, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be another Kickstarter. And when that comes up, I will 100 percent uh, probably throw it up. Yeah, because I I really did enjoy this. I think it was it was a great story. Uh, very, very like if you like BuzzFeed Unsolved uh, kind of stuff, I think you'll really, really like it. It just happens to be, well, you know. Some werewolves, some actual ghosts, <laughs> a couple, a bit of gay sex, you know, the usual. Yeah, uh, and um, we don't want to give too much away, but Reese does have kind of like a secret that he's been keeping yeah. about his loss of control of himself. So I'm not going to spoil it, but it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, so that part, uh, his secret, definitely we can see a small little uh, hint from the of beginning it throughout of the, the book, whole, yeah. yeah, throughout the whole story from the beginning. Um, but Avery is completely uh, oblivious to and that as well as, twink. yes, <laughs> as well as uh, uh, just the hints that Avery, I'm sorry, that Reese is even in tr interested in him. Um, so, uh, I, to be honest, I was annoyed with Avery for most of the story because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, are you this dumb? Are you this? Yes, like, actually. Are, are you relatable. This clueless? <laughs> relatable to me specifically. So I like, I understand your frustration, but at the same time, I was just like, you know what? 
that would be me in that situation as well. <laughs> I wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. That's hilarious. So, uh, and then his whole fascination with ghosts and everything. Um, definitely no one believes him, least of all. But uh, ooh, there's a payoff definitely with that storyline as well. Oh, yeah. So, Very interesting. Um, which, which where it ended... I was like, oh man, like, and now I really want to know what's going on because um, there was a big cliffhanger uh, at the end. And so I'm like, okay, there's a lot more to this story here. And so uh, I I was, I was actually not paying attention to the page numbers. And I thought I was going to, we were going to still read more. And that's, that is why I, how I actually ended up reading the sex story (laughs) because I thought it was just more of the other story. So and and the the way that the sex story was framed was that it was a um it was a dream that Avery was having. Yes, mm. yes, yes. But it was a great dream. Yeah. I love those dreams. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cool. And I have to say the the art, uh especially in those scenes, is so well done uh and uh so realistic. <laughs> And there's um, a bit of fantasizing going on there, but it is yes, very, but I mean, very nice. Yeah. So, um, so yes, uh, I definitely had uh, a very nice time reading this book. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm here to provide the queer content. I mean, when, okay, I hadn't started reading the book yet um, before recording time. I felt like I had enough time. And then I got, we got, we all got in the group text. We got a picture of Kristen with a wow face. <laughs> and then she said, reading the hunt. And I was like, oh God, I better get on it now because it looks <laughs> like it's going to be great. <laughs> and I, you do know I not have impeccable taste? <laughs> you doubt and, me so. And Actually, t- you know what? I recommended the hostage one time. So yeah, you know what? um and you know i responded to that but i started reading the book and i never sent the message (laughs) i know it's that kind of book like where it kind of just kind of gets you and uh yeah knowing where it was going it was just a just an added plus (laughs) so just i mean okay the the sex part was and also writing sex scenes and in that kind of ongoing little dialogue or lack thereof but i mean dialogue in comics is the pictures is not i would say not just a given that everybody can do it well and lucy definitely does it very very well Mm -hmm. it's very it's pacing it's one like kind of like one being able to draw it like well as well Mm -hmm. because i have seen some bad drawings Mm -hmm. like i'm just like Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. material here uh, but they they obviously they're really really good at it yeah congrats to them <laughs> i'm gonna support them on patreon anyways yeah and the story the main story in and of itself has so many different uh little inner stories that i was drawn into and interested in finding more about so that also um intrigued me and is to me uh the sign of a really good storyteller and and writer so i really enjoyed it all around yeah Mm -hmm. i mean we've come across books that i mean the premise of the story you think is going to be really great because you heard you know the spiel 
but then you actually read the the product that they that they release and it doesn't doesn't match like it's not and it's sad because sometimes like this the idea is so good that but the execution lacks a lot yeah. of it substance and so forth but this one i mean it's always impressive when an artist can do the art and do the script and do the character development and do the outlines and then execute a, a wonderful comic, a wonderful book. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a lot of work. So I'm, I'm, you know, they are very gifted, very, very gifted. And to take on this kind of subject matter, um, I think there's a lot of elements going on and for them to come together really beautifully. I think that's a lot of talent as well. So I'm very happy with this book. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually I'm reluctant to start reading him. And then when I do, I'm just like, I want more. I want more. <laughs> so this is a definitely I want more <laughs> comic book. I know it's the first uh, the first book. So I'm looking forward to number two, number three, and just take me away. Just whisk me away to your fantasy place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we ready to actually rate it, guys? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to get go ahead and start. And I'm going to give it the whole panaderia and a cup of champurrado because this one was a, a really welcome surprise. Once I started reading it, I was just like completely hooked. All the elements of the story, the different elements, the different storylines that are coming together. I just really loved it. And I love the characters. They're very endearing and, and they're very, very different. But they're both endearing and they both suck you in with their personality, you know. So, <laughs> yep, okay, suck, suck, suck you, you in. Right in. <laughs> <laughs> that is my uh, rating. What about you guys? <laughs> uh, this is Kristen. Um, I give it uh, the whole panaderia and a bottle of flavored lube because I really <laughs> enjoyed it a lot. So, <laughs> Ooh, give us a warning. I, I almost spit out my beer. <laughs> I look forward to reading more and i'm actually happy to know that there are other um other stories that they've written so i'm looking forward to learning more about and i saw somewhere in there where they actually shared their oh yes lucid is their their creator name but um their quote-unquote real name but i can't find it i don't remember what it was Mm -hmm. we're just gonna call them lucid because that's their now government name on book so oh, that's uh-huh. the creator name. That's yeah, the yeah. government name now, Lucid. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, But yeah, no, the entire panaderia. Um, um, you know what? Kristen is right. If you're going to do butt stuff, use lube. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. And it has to be silicone. Uh, yes. The water base does not do it. No, it's not enough. Anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I... With no regrets backing this. I'm now that I've read the actual like PDF, I'm gonna go get my physical copy because I need that on my bookshelf. Um, <laughs> um, to you know, whenever like people like peruse through my books, they'll be like, Here you go, have a nice surprise. <laughs> have a nice surprise. Nice. It was definitely a nice surprise, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um. um 10 out of 10, the entire panaderia. Can't wait to read more. Absolutely. All right, guys, now it's time for En la Libreria. Jen, what do you have for us today? So today I have, and I believe I had talked about this one 
the issue number one when it first came out, but it is now issue number two of Black Vans, which was a queer POC uh, cyberpunk superhero comic. Uh, and I got my issue one, and the artwork was amazing, and the premise itself was pretty interesting too, as well. It was very different from what I was from what I usually read because I'm not really super into like cyberpunk, which is funny because I do like sci-fi a lot. Uh, but cyberpunk had at one point been like so, so it was very very white. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't there some controversy around it somehow? I remember hearing. Yeah, it's more like it's like cyberpunk was a thing of the kind of like past, and like we are kind of living sort of (laughs) the reality of cyberpunk Mm -hmm. or what it had been, except there's no really cool out stuff going on, and it's just like a bunch of basically like cyber. I don't think cyberpunk as a genre is as interesting as it had been when it was introduced in the like 80s, 90s. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of course. But this one put a definite spin on it. And I think also the like the main lead is a much larger, like a very obviously um uh, person of color, and the fact that he's queer as well. And it was it's the style itself. I didn't realize just how much I read uh the content that I read or that I watch is so focused on people who fit this uh kind of this stereotypical idea of fitness mm-hmm. and like health and beauty uh and then to see a character like this who's large heavy set but is still very agile um, um in the comic itself without being too like outrageous uh which and i mean the book itself is already a like pretty far out there concept itself um but it really challenged me to view i was just like what do i think like what do i think like a hero should look like kind of thing or who do i think a protagonist should look like and i realized that i had some biases uh but the in and of itself this comic is really really good and it successfully launched its issue number one and it's now uh looking for funding for issue number two so to give a brief synopsis of what black vans is black vans is a comic is is a comic book and it's a cyberpunk cyberpunk superhero mashup a strange tale about pharmaceutical companies run amok in a future philadelphia where hackers provide intel communications and surveillance for the slowly disappearing superhero community the hackers called eqs are a wild bunch they fall along the queer lgbt spectrum their ranks reflecting the ethnic diversity of the city they're from and of the world. Lead character Bo is a plus-sized gay bear of Afro-Latino descent who <laughs> always seems to be messing up. Nice. When it's time to step up and save the day, will he answer the call? Under the ever-present eye of tech pharmaceutical maven Goran Gale, a sinister, somewhat mysterious mogul whose presence casts a dark cloud over future Philly and when his super wild star disappears will Bo be able to galvanize the eq hacker community and find out where all the heroes went this book is a weird political noisy and absolute blast so they're already about like 
they're over halfway to their goal, which is a goal of $7,500. They're currently at $4,081 with 95 backers and 14 days to go. Uh, the base, you can, well, first of all, you can always pledge without expecting a reward. You just kind of want to support the book uh, and you can pledge whatever amount that you want. But base pledge starts at $12 and you get a copy of Black Vans number two uh, with shipping including. Uh, it's basically a pre-order. At $24, you get a copy of Black Vans number one and number two. And at $50, uh, you get all four issues of Black Vans, uh, which is going to be like, basically, the you get issue number one and issue number two, and you will get the upcoming issues that come out. Uh, oh, wow. So, that's cool. Yeah. So it's basically, you're just like pre-ordering all yeah. like, issues one through four. Uh, at $100, you get uh, one copy of Black Vans number one, number two, number three, and number four. One print pack with three Black Vans prints of images not seen in the comics. And one pack of Black Vans character st stickers. And then there's different other ones that are kind of... Um, uh, there's like a retail one, and then there's like uh, one that's about $300. And that one, you appear in the comic. I love those ones. Yeah. I did that once and I never saw my, I never saw my thing. Apparently Aww. it happened, but I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to ask them. But yeah. like I said, it's, um, um, this, this entire comic is created by Alex Smith, who is a sci-fi writer, uh, I believe at Rosarian Publishing. Uh, he does the Resistance web series. Uh, he's an artist, musician activist and cultural slash arts critic uh, for the Pitchfork, the Key, Bandcamp, and Philly Gay News. And he is a recipient of the Pew Fellowship in the Arts and soon to be published author of sci-fi, cyberpunk, uh, superhero, Afrofuturist short story called Arctus, um, uh, forthcoming from Rosarium Publishing. So it is Black Bands number two on Kickstarter. Please support it. I think it's well worth your time. Uh, and the artwork is really interesting. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. You had me at Afro Latino Bear. I know. I know. That should be, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, what do you have for us today? So today I have that amazing. Okay, so here's the backstory. Uh, during Comic Con, there was this really cool pirate ship that was docked behind the convention center, and um, on the pirate ship there was um, oh, what's it called? What was what was the darn brewery? Ra Ranger. Ranger. Yes. Ranger Brewing Company. Um, was um, providing beer for $6 a can. Now, if you know anything about craft brew, you know that um, you can walk into most any breweries and pay upwards of $7 per uh, pint of beer. And so $6 was, to me, a good deal. So oh, yes. Sarah and I we're like, we're going to go to the pirate ship. Like that was, <laughs> that was our main focus on, on Saturday. Was it Saturday? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was Saturday. It was yes. Saturday is that we were going to go stand in line uh, to get into the pirate ship and drink beer. So we went and we um, found that lo and behold, yes, there was beer, but it wasn't just people drinking beer for cheap prices. It was actually um, sponsored by Ranger, but it the money and the proceeds were going to a nonprofit organization. And yeah. while we were there, I got some information and that is what is on my Juntos y Fuertes today. It is a, um, a nonprofit organization called Stack Up. And it is an organization that combats veteran suicide through gaming. Oh, um, their wow. mission is to support U.S. and allied veterans by promoting positive mental health and combating veteran suicide through gaming and geek culture with four pillar programs. And those programs are supply crates where they uh, send video game care packages full of the latest games, gear and consoles sent to deployed units and veterans in need. They have something called Air Assaults, which is all expense played trips to bring deserving veterans to a gaming and geek culture um, compound here in the Valley, in the um, in the L.A. area. I think they said it was in the Valley, Northridge, North Hollywood. I don't know, something with an N over there <laughs> and um, where it's this like big, huge house. And they bring um, veterans to spend like a week or a weekend just gaming and hanging out and having fun and being geeky. Um, they have the stacks, which um, are volunteer teams engaged in veteran outreach and community betterment projects in their local area. And then lastly, the Overwatch program, which is a 24-7 crisis intervention and peer-to-peer -peer mental health support for veterans and civilians alike provided through the stack up online community. So they're doing a lot of uh, help. I'm really interested to know how much money they raised because there was a nonstop line from the beginning of Comic-Con to the end. Um, Sarah and I waited a little over an hour yes. to get on. And then once we got on, they were like, okay, ladies, 30 minutes, get out. Yes. <laughs> so Incredible. They're really trying to churn through, but um, have no doubt that Sarah and I um, fully maximize our efforts within that 30 minutes. And we tried all six beers. That they <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. They had a DJ up there and, uh, yes, like she said, they were churning us out. Um, but mostly the cool thing and the thing that I, um, that justified my beer purchases was that it, all the proceeds would go to this nonprofit. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm doing good by drinking. So, <laughs> but it was really great. It was just such a great time. And um, my brother had gone the day before and I said, I don't know, there's a long way. He goes, no, it's worth it. Six dollar beers. It's worth yeah. it. And I was yeah. like, you're right. It is worth it. And it was such a fun time. And um, <laughs> when they were like 30 minutes, we're like, oh, they don't know us. I know. <laughs> we could be here for hours drinking. I was going to say, to be honest, if they would not have done that, we would have been there the entire day. Oh, like yes. one of one or both of us would have ended up in the ocean. <laughs> oh, I'm a hundred percent sure it would have been me. I mean, I, the, and then the service was really, really friendly. The, the guys that were, uh, um, taking our, our orders and stuff were really super friendly. And, um, I was like, so what time do you guys open on Sunday? They're like 10 o'clock and I'm like, I'll see you at 10 as uh, I was leaving. Uh, <laughs> that didn't ask happen. how we felt on Sunday morning. No one was going nowhere. At <laughs> I even text my brother. I said, hey, meet me at, at the pirate ship at 10. And That's he's like, hilarious. And he's like, I'm not going to make it because I actually am going home on Sunday. And I was like, oh, OK. 
All right, whatever. Yeah. But we didn't so, make it back. <laughs> the the whole thing that set the tone for Saturday was before Sarah even took a drink. She says, you know, it'd be cool if they made us walk the plank. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, they did a really great job at San Diego Comic-Con for renting this or having this pirate ship. It was really cool. And it so happened that when we got on the ship, there was a, a cosplayer as uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. So we got mm -hmm. to take pictures with Captain Jack Sparrow on yeah. a pirate ship, yes. which I thought was awesome. Yes. So if you want to find out more information or maybe learn about volunteering or donating, uh, the website is stackup, S-T-A-C-K-U-P dot org. So that's stackup.org. All right, guys, now it's time for saludos and saludos goes out today to Jaime Crespo. Jaime Crespo just recently had a triple bypass surgery uh, where they basically like crack your chest, your ribs, and they spread them apart and they work on your heart open heart surgery. Um, and he is self-employed. Um, he is an artist. Uh, he's a drawer, a writer, a music maker, a coffee drinker, surfer, skater, uh, cat servant. You know, he's just an all around amazing guy. And he puts out comic books on his, by, uh, his, uh, his press, which is corn, corn tortilla press.com. He, you can go on the website and, um, he does commissions. Of course, uh, you have to know that at this point he's pretty weak and cannot do the commissions, but you can definitely support um, buying t-shirts or stickers. <clears throat> he also, there is a GoFundMe that is available. Just go to GoFundMe.com and type in the name Jaime Crespo, J-A-I-M-E, Crespo, C-R-E-S-P-O, Jaime or Jamie Crespo. And um, yeah, anything is welcome. Um, he uh, has, he's obviously going to have to have uh, some kind of payment plan towards the surgery. Um, he put out a video, um, just kind of a, like a recap after being home three days after surgery. He is vi visibly altered, like he is really tired and has to recuperate and stuff like that. And he needs aid and, you know, walking about and so forth. Um, he's taking it easy right now, but he could really use your help. Um, he's a really talented artist um, and he's just an all around really amazing guy. I had the pleasure of being a moderator on a panel uh, in Modesto uh, where he was in um, one of the guest panelists and if you guys know, you guys know that Sarah always gets really nervous when she's talking in public. So um, I took on the moderator thing for the panel. But I mean, obviously, I was like really just really nervous. And he was just one of the panelists that really like just took it upon himself to like reassure me and making me feel like really just comfortable with him and all the panelists. I mean, he's just an all around good, cool guy. And I spent some time talking to him and getting to know about his work and stuff at uh, the Comic-Con. And he's just a really cool guy. So if you can find it in yourself to maybe skip that Starbucks or skip that IPA and just donate every little bit counts, every little bit helps. So that you can follow Jaime Crespo on Facebook. And again, you can uh, find all his stuff on his website, corntortillapress.com. 
I think that's such a uh, unique and creative uh, <laughs> um, name for his business, Corn Tortilla Press. I think that's cool. And hopefully uh, he has a quick and uh, healthy road to recovery. Yeah. And check it out. I mean, he also has a vlog on YouTube. Just I suppose you just uh, type in Jaime Crespo and just uh, I always see his YouTube videos that are posted onto his Facebook wall. So I've never gone into the YouTube to find his stuff. But if you follow him on uh, Facebook or you could I'm sure you could just look up Corn Tortilla Press or Jaime Crespo on YouTube and you can see all the like vlogs he's done before. But yeah, every little bit helps. So um, hopefully you can find it in your heart to just donate $5, $10, $15. That'd be super great. It would really help out a good person um, and a person in need, of course, because they're self-employed and they just went through this like really harsh operation, surgical procedure. So saludos goes out to him and his family. So I also have a saludos that I thought of while we were in the middle of our of our podcast. I was like, oh, I want to do this. So really quickly, I want to give a saludos to Katie Pride. Katie Pride is a um, retailer, another woman comic book retailer. She owns Books with Pictures, and it's a comic book store in Portland, Oregon, that was built from the ground up to prioritize inclusivity and diverse representation um, at the shop. They want to be able to say yes to anyone who walks in and asks, hey, do you have any stories with someone who's like me? So their staff listens closely to each customer's interests and curiosities and helps to open new doors. Um, they strive to be a space that is welcoming to people who love good stories without regard to age, race, sexual orientation, gender expression, or disability status. And they believe that representation of diverse perspectives is crucial to their mission, and they stock content reflecting that belief. And the reason I'm giving saludos to Katie is because she and Books with Pictures were the Eisner Award winner of the best retail comic book retailer business this year for 2022. So wow. congratulations to Katie. Um, she deserves it so much. I've actually personally visited her store. It actually wasn't this new location that she's at now. It was a prior location, but a hundred percent. She walks the talk. She has so many cool books that um, she uh, keeps in her store. Um, definitely a vibe of inclusivity. inclusivity. Uh, and in fact, I just saw today on Facebook that they were starting up a teen LGBTQ support uh, com comic book support group. Um, and so that's really awesome. That's really amazing. And she and all her staff deserve 100% the accolades that re they received at the Eisner Award. So congratulations, Katie, and everyone at Books with Pictures. Uh, Komasi Comics is giving you saludos for your great achievement. Awesome. Yeah, really cool. All right, guys, this brings us to the end of this episode. You could always find us on all social media platforms. Just recently, we've been updating all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and I think that's it <laughs> with, <laughs> with the videos of uh, our Comic-Con interviews that Kristen did, which are short and cute and just perfect. And um, we will be uploading more pictures of our Comic-Con um, adventures. Uh, but yeah, totally follow us on all social media platforms, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. Yes. And you can always email us at comadresycomics at gmail.com. Um, we have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. 
I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. And that's on period. Network.